Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth the next week with our guest, Red from the Overly Sarcastic Productions. That's fucking exciting. Woo! I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. And what series are we covering this week, David? Oh, we're talking about Akaboshi Ibun Soikoden. Ah, uh, yeah, right. I, I remember those from, uh, you know, PlayStation. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I was like, I know this word. <laughs> well, because that game series is based on like one of the, I believe, three Chinese uh, masterpiece novels. You know, this is. Uh... Is it Journey to the West, Romance of the Three Kingdoms and Back to the Future? <laughs> also known as Water Margin or uh, Suikoden. <laughs> yeah, I went through a few Wikipedia rabbit holes in my time. I also want to give a big thank you to Maxi B for doing the research to find this series so we could have a really fun historical based manga to talk about with Red. Oh, yeah. Listeners might remember me uh, getting a little nuts over a journey to the West, maybe like a year or two, maybe like a year ago at this point. And that was because I watched uh, Red's breakdown of Journey to the West. And I was like, oh, my God, this is every anime. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Get ready, listener, because I'm definitely going to repeat that story (laughs) on the next episode. I think I did last episode. This makes me want them to do a manga adaption of a true story. Have you heard about that? No. It's pretty much this guy in, like, I want to say, like, 200 A.D., pretty much invented science fiction by creating a giant shitpost story where he just made fun of the ridiculous stories where it was literally about like a guy going into space and adventures and he was like this is completely factual trust me bro (laughs) and he pretty much invented science fiction to shit on like mythology nice i i just found it and i'll read that wikipedia page later (laughs) (laughs) yeah god imagine shit posting so hard you invented one of the most (laughs) the most notable genres in fiction (laughs) i mean there's a lot of books that people have theorized later it's like was this was this just like a shit post yes but we're not here about to talk about shit posts no uh, well, are we? I don't know. Uh, cause... Yeah, the series is not that great. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... Jordan, who wrote this magnificent manga? Well, this was written by Amano Yoichi, and it ran between May 18th, 2009 to November 2nd, 2009 for 24 chapters and three volumes. Ooh, this series definitely felt like it was older than that. It feels like 2009, you know? It doesn't feel like 04 to me, Mm -hmm. because this is 100% ripping off One Piece in many ways. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. anyway, why don't I get into the plot summary? Do it. The year is 1112, (laughs) also known as 1112, or a thousand years before the priests of Syrinx. My Rush fans will get that. The Sung Dynasty rules China with an iron fist, while bandits terrorize the countryside. Rumors say that the legendary chivalrous thieves, the Titan Gyodo, have returned. Some mountain bandits are being tricked into carrying a guy with a giant sword through the desert. There is no fucking way he has anything to do with the previously mentioned Titan Gyodo, though. As proof, they are stopped by a small masked hero claiming to be a part of that group. The masked hero wants to save the hostage, but 
but the bandits rip off their mask to reveal a young girl and they laugh at her and bully her because they are jerks. She attacks them and they strike back, but thankfully the hostage with a big sword shoves an umbrella up one of the bandits' asses and terrifies another one with Fukuma no Tsurugi, the big-ass sword, which is also dull as shit like this chapter. The girl gives some exposition about the state of the world and the guy disappears out of boredom. Popcorn David. Flash to her starving down, which is starving in the chicken. The chicken! You have to read it as chicken. There's no other way. God, I can't believe someone was like, yeah, sure. Uh, Which is apparently the name of their governor appears and says he's going to raise taxes to build his big dumb house, even though they're starving. Oh, I mean, he's making the nicest chicken coop in the world. Yeah. We learn the girl's name is Surin, and she opens her big dumb mouth about the Titan Gyodo. So the chicken says he's going to torture every woman and child till he figures out who the mass thief is. Thankfully, the lazy big sword guy from earlier shows up and says that she's the culprit. After patiently waiting a few hours to gather evidence, they crucify her on a giant pole, and Chicken starts rambling about how evil he is. But the board guy gets bored and reveals he's part of the real Titan Gyoru, named Falling Star Taiso, due to his ability to make his sword catch on fire by using the magical power of friction, hence the One Piece oh. ripoff. He defeats the Chicken and says that Titan Gyoru is going to rule China. Also, 108 heroes are going to show up soon because this is Suikoden, and you gotta love your Buddhism references. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, apparently, Water Margin is where the 108 got popular really yeah like the fact that there's 108 heroes is like kind of i don't know if it's the original origin i think that is originally a buddhism reference it is yeah that was like the first big reference to it Mm -hmm. so when people do 108 it's frequently a reference to water margins own reference Hmm. i like it so jordan though what were your first impressions on this Uh... yeah all right that was my feeling too yeah, it's just like, oh man, I'm so. Uh, it's a Sundere uh, fucking protagonist. Like, yep. Uh, Do you think um all of the swordsmen are going to be e boys? I think there's going to be a couple e girls, and there's going to be like a big fat funny guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we haven't gotten to our guesses yet, Jordan. Yeah. Well, I also do want to say like. You know, if your protagonist is bored, the reader is also probably bored. Yeah, I also noticed the whole lets them get captured because it's convenient for them trope. I never really thought about it, but it actually does show up a good amount. Yeah, uh, I made a rush rush reference earlier. And uh, man, this is kind of Tom Sawyer-ish, isn't it? Yeah. What if this actually was a (laughs) manga based on Tom Sawyer? That'd actually be pretty dope. Specifically the Rush song. There's there's (laughs) just a chapter where he tricks people into painting fences for him. Yeah, then someone plays a ridiculous drum solo. Yeah. I don't know if there's any manga that's ever really been based on Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer. <laughs> you say that. I would love to. Uh, listeners, if you can find like a Tom Sawyer doujin, please send it to us. That time I got reincarnated as Tom Sawyer. <laughs> it would be even more racist than the, than the book. Oh, yeah. Also, speaking of racist, did you notice his sword looks like the imperial Japanese flag? Yeah, I kind of got the uh, impression that the writer really fucking hates China. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll see one of my guesses. I feel pretty good about. Oh, I do have yeah. to say, if we have to say a positive, the art is pretty good. Those characters, they look pretty good. This looks like a professionally drawn manga. It is definitely better than a lot of other shit that I've seen. Wow. T-Wolfwood literally just linked us a manga adaptation of Tom Sawyer. I love it. Thank you, T-Wolfwood. Thank you. Uh, um, 
not much to say about it. I mean, like, it's another example of like, oh boy, it's a dude with a giant dull sword. Cool. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Yeah, a swordsman with an unusual sword. Whoa. This makes me so mad that you can't reread Ronin Kenshin, which was like the only time that idea was well done. I know, right? Like, fuck. Oh, why do you have to be a fucking pedophile? I know. And make a terrible manga. Yeah, I mean, you could argue Guts is an example of that, but that's not really as played up. Like, the fact yeah. that his sword is dull. Dull like this manga. Though, I will say, historical China is at least a cool setting. Like, you don't yeah. really see it talked about, like, Record of Ragnarok, but that's kind of cheating because that's the whole point of the series, is to talk about historical stuff. But yeah, this this is at least a, a novel setting, even if nothing is unique about the actual implementation. Can I just say, there was a moment where uh, just all of a sudden it seemed like uh, the girl like re- was revealed and then they threw her up on a giant pole and said, ah, oh, evidence reveals that she's the culprit. And then I reread it and realized that they had like a brief moment of the sky getting darker. So in between those two panels... Yeah, they waited a long time. They waited a long time. You know what? It actually makes the bad guys seem less evil if they're like, now hold on, let's gather some evidence before we do this. We might be bad guys, but we still do due process. Yeah, exactly. And it's just... Uh, this is the wor- this is one of the worst examples of there not being backgrounds. Like I don't always mind there not being backgrounds, but like w- the problem is when it's used like this, you run into an issue where the setting does not feel established at all. Like the areas they're in. Well, there's no infrastructure for this entire. Pl- I don't under. I don't honestly know what the point of the plot of the series is. Well, David, really, because there's multiple exposition dumps that happen. <laughs> yeah, but none of there's so much text. I could not read all of this text. It was just generic. Oh, man, there's a it's China and like we're ruled by an evil government. And like, look Mm -hmm. how comically evil this dude is. Oh, boy. Oh, there we go. Being evil again. Yeah. (sighs) The worst part is this actually is a very good translation. So you can't even blame the translation. No, no, this is not the translator's fault. Like, I've been reading Baki. Like, that manga is supposedly one of the highest selling manga in the world. And yet, that translation is worse than when we did Sakuretsu Taiwa Head. And it gets worse. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Listener, if you couldn't tell by the fact that I stopped talking about this to talk about another manga, I'm bored. Let's go to, uh, David, would you read another 10 chapters of this? Fuck no. And I feel bad that Red has to read this with us. Yeah, this is boring and fucking dumb and just so fucking stock. It's so standard, dude. Yeah. And then what are your guesses? Vast majority of the 108 will show up in the last chapter as like a big, vague group shot. Damn, I was going to guess that. Yeah. People are like, Taiso acts like he doesn't care. Deep down, I think he cares a lot. <laughs> My next one is I think that the girl will follow Taiso. Yeah. I liked her Pikachu mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a nice Pikachu mask. What about you? So mine are, there will be a really important character from Japan, because mm-hmm. I think this will be an Argum Blaze West situation where despite not being played in, based in Japan, the author really wants to talk about how great people from Japan are. Yeah. The main villain will be a relative of the main character, probably like his twin or something stupidly generic like that. Yeah. And I think that ultimately it's going to turn out that, that the 108 have to have like a giant tournament and this is kind of be kind of like a ripoff of Shaman King. <laughs> See, it's funny because what's great about this is if either of us were more familiar with Water Margin, we might know exactly exactly what's gonna happen yeah right <laughs> like the only reason why i'm not certain that an important character will show up from japan is it's based on how close this sticks to water margin basically that's fair but i don't think water margin had any e-boys in it 
I don't know, maybe for the time it was like, you know, beauty standards change. Maybe like the characters in Water Margin at the time were like hot as fuck. That's true. I didn't know the book was based on you, man. Oh, well, there's a lot of things you don't know about me. Yeah. Or this book. Like, what was your power word? Dull. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Mine was archaic. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. David, I want you to know the reason why I made like a bunch of Rush references is because I made a living in a box reference in Sakuretsu Taiwahen and you took it out. So I'm not letting you do that again. Okay, very good. All right, but Jordan, you ready to go to the Q&A? Yeah. All right, I want to say thank you, everyone who submitted their questions. As a reminder, you can do so in the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And anyone can submit a question, but we do get priority to people that have not asked a question before, had a question answered in a long time, or those who are King of the Forest and above patrons. So to start things off, we're going to go a friend of the show, Coltrag. If you were to request a spinoff podcast with any two former guests of the show, who, what would it be about and who would be on it? Oh, man. How about a canceled anime podcast <laughs> starring Rem and Sean? Starring Rem? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or, um... They can call it anime flop. Yeah, yeah. Or a podcast called The Podcast Minds with Riley and Andrew. <laughs> Not shitpost idea. I actually think that Kennedy and Shockmeister could have, like, a really cool, like, educational manga podcast where they talk about the app, like, the historical, like, accuracy and scientific accuracy of different things in manga. Nice. Yeah. Or maybe uh, Hassan and Masako X could join a pot, can make a podcast about being like nice nerds that live in England. Really friendly English nerds. <laughs> yeah. Maxi B will, <laughs> will guest appear every episode. <laughs> they have one additional guy who's a jerk that is like trying to be nicer and they have to like help him out. Like Simon Cowell is their third guy, you know? Yeah, they could call it Masako X and then the name of the guest for every episode. So it's like, you know how X is using crossover? That's really good, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if I should tell them that idea, but if you're listening, Masako X, you're welcome to use that. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, man, listen to our podcast. You'll get good ideas. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, next up from Weeboobs Ash. Out of all the certified flop manga, what do you think should get a full reboot? I think Snap Call, No Thought About It, Hunter's Guild, Red Hood. That offer really, really, if he had done what he had wanted from like chapter three forward, I think it would still be going right David, now. David, here's the problem. That's not a certified flop. This oh, was asking fuck about me, certified. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. What are our certified flops? I think I got to go Phantoms here because like, first of all, that is by far the most loved manga that we've said is a certified flop. That's a fair point. I actually think Super Smartphone is probably one of the certified flop series that most could have with a good writer have actually been very interesting. I agree with that. I mean, there is there is a lot there if like because it's basically a series about a. I mean, it's basically Watch Dogs. Yeah, exactly. Well, Watch Dogs also sucks, but, you know, like, again, Watch Dogs could have been better. <laughs> Has anyone done this idea? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, though, from Dude Rocks, what animal mascot would you want as a now, pet? David, David, David. Yes. We cannot say Puchita or Gomez. All right. Pass on this. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. I think that my mascot, I hope this counts, Ein from uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the dog? Because he's just a corgi. He's just a nice little corgi. He's just such a good boy. He's just a good boy. He's smart. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think what manga has like a normal animal in it. Uh, well, does it have to be normal? I mean, could you have like a Pokemon? Well, I guess animal mascot. Oh, um, I really like Shushu from One Piece. Which one's Shushu? That's the dog that had like the dog store from Orange, uh, Orange Town, like really early One Piece. And then gets a little bow tie. The little sad dog. I love that guy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Deep cut. 
deep yeah. One Piece cut. Yeah, because I knew that we were both going to say either Pochita or... It's <laughs> literally on the cover art of this Gomez. episode. It's both Puchita and Gomez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Next up from T. Wolfwood, who's listening right now. Thank you so much for everything you do, T. Wolfwood. Best villain in a flopped series you covered. So, Jordan, what would you say Ashley had a pretty good villain? Oh, this is so tough. Because, like, a lot of these, a lot of the issues we have with flop manga is that the villains suck. I can think of one or two. I think uh, the fact that the main character, Stealth Symphony, was actually the villain the whole time. Ooh. It was actually one of the reasons we probably rate Stealth Symphony higher than it should be. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, Let's see. I think that the bad guy in Hunter's Guild. Which bad guy? The fucking mayor who turns out to be like, I guess evil. Evil, yeah. That's I, fair. Also, double tie say if you count the fucking bondage guy who just wears a burlap sack at the end of the series as a villain. Okay, well, if we're if we're talking about series that like we didn't consider flops too, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, also the final bad guy from like a uh, Zip Man. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too with the weird Eldritch design. Yeah, that dude was cool. Like the weird freaky Mickey Mouse. Yeah, fair enough. All right. And then our final question for the day from ZZ Digital, which plot protagonist would make a good guest on the podcast? I think it would be the protagonist from Time Paradox Ghostwriter. Yeah, that's it. That's the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. I mean, he's he's already a manga guy. <gasps> Jordan, I just realized what animal mascot. What? <laughs> the Mora King. <laughs> yes, that counts. He is actually a beetle. That counts. I will give you that. All right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Mora King would also be a hilarious guest. Also Magu. Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. The Time Paris Ghostwriter guy would be absolutely great to have on as a guest. Yeah, as long as he uses the magic to learn to speak English. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> that's fair. Oh, um, also Ray from Matama Security. I yeah. think he would be a really fun guy to just hang out with for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I agree. He's just this kind of a friendly dude who's like also funny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Unla uh, unlike me. He'll ask us to play basketball and then we'll decline. Yes. He just starts talking about sports. Yes. And we're like, uh, yeah, that's great, buddy. And then uh, Jordan, though, I think that's all the time we have for today. Yeah. I want to start by saying thank you so much for everything you do and helping to edit the Chibi episodes. David, thank you for similar things as well, putting together the <laughs> podcast and also editing the Chibi. You know, no problem. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. And thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. And you can find us on Twitter at ShonenFlopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And just a reminder to come join the ShonenFlop Discord. It's how you can submit questions or just hang out with us, open to everyone, patron or not. We also have a monthly movie night run by the fantastic Ozzy Rat, who's listening right now. Ozzy Rat. Thank you so much for running the movie nights. We are having a very hard battle between Knives Out and I believe the Adams Family. The Adams Family values. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm excited about that. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. You get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive monthly content. Jordan, what are we doing this month as exclusive content? Uh, well, we're doing uh, A-Grav Boys? Yes, yeah! we are starting a mini-series covering A-Gravity Boys. It's two-line to cover. Jordan's going to learn all about penis magic. I am excited. Um, he's, he said he was so glad it won the poll. And we're also going to be doing our chibi scoring so we can see if I'm going to be in the lead or if Jordan's going to catch up finally. I am already glad that we chose A-Grav Boys. 
<laughs> well, our <laughs> listeners decided that. <laughs> it beat out Magu Chan and Siren. And you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash flop. And I'm going to read off some of our patrons in our perk. Also, I think it's funny how you say um, Tucker and Maxie B like that, because it sounds like you're saying Tucker Max, who is that guy who wrote, I hope they serve beer in hell. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to respond to that, so I'm going to start reading patrons. So first of all, I want to say again, thank you, Aussie Rat, for being our wonderful Chainsaw Man patron. And moving on down to the Dolphin Dad tier, tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons, Wolfwood, then the King of the Forest, Albie Cramp, Darth Pikachu, our newest patron. Thank you so much. Gabe Lando, Isra Fant, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Marty, Rachel, my wonderful, wonderful girlfriend. She just got me a PS5, so I know what I'm doing after this, playing God of War till my eyes bleed. Scarlet Mirmanen, T, The Real Jory, The BBK. King, BB The, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Blah Moo, Brian Sexton, BS, Dennis James Mon, Dolphin, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Eric's Alkaline, Generic Man, Hans, Lincoln Frey, Mara Barra, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra, Scott, Shingi Sekimoto, Simping for Senpai Ash, and Staghorn. You all are fantastic people, and I really appreciate you allowing us to be able to keep the show running. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I love every single one of you. And please check out my website, jordanforbes.art. I know that it's not super finished, but please check out my paintings and my apps, including Power Gord, the music theory guitar reference app. I worked really hard on it. I'm still working hard on it. Please give me a job. Okay. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on the series featuring Red from Overly Sarcastic Productions. Oh, yes. This has been Jordan. This has been David. You've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah, bye. Bye.